A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. Welcome back to A Word for Today. It's Tuesday the 12th of January. And yesterday, as we introduced to Peter, that little letter of Peter, the leader of the apostles, that we find near the end of the New Testament. We saw that Peter wrote this letter as a dying bequest. In verses 13 to 15, he referred three times to his upcoming death. And that enabled us to reflect that what he is saying in this letter must be of very great importance to the church. And we're now going to embark on the letter itself, and I'm going to read from verse 1. Simeon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want just briefly to explain that first verse. Peter is writing to Christian believers. This is a letter to the church. And Christians are Christians by faith. That's very clear, isn't it, to those who have obtained a faith. We are saved, if we are Christian believers, by faith. But then it goes on by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that is actually referring to the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. How so? Well, the deepest purpose of the cross is to assert the righteousness of God, to give God a righteousness, and at the same time enable him righteously to save a people from their sins, to forgive a people their sins. And he can only do that righteously through the Lord Jesus Christ himself, voluntarily taking responsibility for those sins, paying for those sins by his death on the cross. So the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ first and foremost demonstrates the righteousness of God. And Peter there is talking to Christian believers who are saved by faith in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. We are saved by grace through faith. Peter is referring to grace and peace. And that faith, that instrument by which God enables us to receive the blessings of his death his son's death on the cross, results in peace. That's describing peace between man and God. The death of Jesus Christ makes peace between man and God. So when Peter says, "When may grace and peace be multiplied to you, he is expressing his desire for all the very best things in existence to come to the Christian believer. He loves the church, and he wants the church to enjoy the very best best and most important things, not prosperity and comfort and freedom from persecution, but grace, that undeserved favor of God, and peace, that peace with God that faith in the death of Jesus uh, provides. And he goes on to talk about the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. You know, there are two words for knowledge. One in the original language, the Greek is gnosis, And the other is epignosis. And this is the second one, epignosis. And that's referring to knowledge by experience, not just knowing something to be true, but knowing something by experience. It's the difference between saying, do you you know about uh, Her Majesty the Queen or 
Do you know the Queen? There is a difference between those two things. And he is talking about knowing God and Jesus in relationship. So he's writing to Christian believers. He has the very best things for them. He goes on in verse 3. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. So what he is talking there is the power of God, uh, the power of God that has enabled people to become partakers of the divine nature. That's a very startling expression, isn't it? What he's really describing is adoption of the Christian believer into the family of God, to become siblings, no less, of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it means to become a Christian. And it means to, as he says at the end of verse 4, to escape from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. It is coming out of our fallen, corrupt, helpless, lost, darkened, ignorant world, filled with and driven by sinful desire. So he's describing the condition of the Christian that has moved from darkness to light, from death, spiritual death, to spiritual life. It's a very wonderful introduction. And tomorrow we'll come to verse 5 and we'll come there to the very heart of this first section of chapter 1 and its great meaning. Please uh, join me again tomorrow as we continue this. Loving Heavenly Father, as we look at the wonderful things that have happened to Christian believers, we thank you so much for that gift of faith. We thank you for that work of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that displays your perfect righteousness in the forgiveness and salvation of a people. We thank you for that grace and peace that you have multiplied to your people. And we thank you for that living relationship to which you call your people, that relationship with you and of your dear Son. Father, please, would we understand as we continue in the days ahead to unpack what Peter is saying to your church in this letter, what you, the living God, are saying through Peter to us here now. Please help us to understand and to be blessed by what we learn. Give us open and humble hearts. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.